Welcome to a powerful message from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Bronx North Branch. Lighthouse Chapel International branches worldwide provide every member the training, support, and encouragement to fulfill the Great Commission and to go to heaven and hear Jesus say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Join us for a life-changing experience as you listen to this message. Opening this great door to us to hear your word. What a privilege it is for us to come in your presence with your people, singing praises unto you and hearing you. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity. Tonight, we lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness. And we receive with meekness the engrafted word of God, which is able to save our souls. Lord, speak to us tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Why don't you clap your hands together for the Lord as you take your seats. And tonight, for a short time, I want us to continue talking about quiet time. Quiet time. And we are sharing from the book, Quiet Time, by our prophet, the Bishop Dagwood Mills. Quiet time. So we want to continue sharing about some powerful effects of quiet time. How many of you have been blessed by this particular message? Quiet time. Amen. So we are sharing about some powerful effects of a quiet time. When we spend time with God alone, when an individual Christian sets time aside to spend with God, what are some of the benefits? Is there any benefit at all that every day, certain time of the day, you have set aside to come to the presence of God alone. Amen. Amen. To have quiet moments with the Lord. To meditate on his word. To listen to his voice. So we have been going through some of these effects of quiet time. We have gone through a few of the effects. And what is number one? A daily quiet time prevents hurts and reduces pain in this life. When you have a daily quiet time, it helps. It prevents hurts and reduces the pain in this life. Number two. A daily quiet time guarantees a good harvest of nice things. You want nice things. The key to nice things is to have daily quiet time. Amen. Amen. Daily quiet time. That is the key to having nice things in life. Amen. You sow, there are seeds that you sow when you are having a daily quiet time. And the fruits that come out of these seeds are nice things. Just nice things. Amen. Number three. A daily quiet time burns away unwanted things. Daily quiet time. Things are in your life that are unwanted. People who are in your life that are unwanted. When you meditate on the word of God, we read a scripture in Jeremiah chapter 4 and chapter 5 and 14. It says, Wherefore, thus saith the Lord God of hosts, because ye speak this word, not some African proverbs, not some philosophy, man's philosophy. Do you understand? Not what you have learned in college. But he says, if he says, that saith the Lord of hosts, because ye speak this word, this word, behold, I will make my words in thy mouth fire. You may not know, but the word of God will become in your mouth like fire. Daily as you meditate on it. When you open your mouth, people just back off. And they let you speak. The Bible says that you become wiser than the old. Wiser than the ancient. 
the word of God will make you wiser than your teachers, than your professors. They will wonder. Amen. Say, because ye speak this word, behold, I will make my words in thy mouth fire, and this people would, and it shall devour them. When you open your mouth, people who don't like you, your words devour them. You have not insulted them. It's just the word of God coming from your mouth. It says, it becomes fire in your mouth. Fire in your mouth. Daily quieter. Number four. A daily quiet time breaks down evil strongholds. Evil strongholds. There are some of us who are gripped down by some evil strongholds. Sometimes from your background. Some of you, you are coming from places where your ancestors, everyone in your family, they used to go to shrines. Every weekend, Sunday, they put all kinds of things on you. Powder and white charcoal and all kinds of things on you. Certain strongholds are in your lives. You may not know. But when you are having daily quiet time, it's as if nothing, but you are breaking strongholds, evil strongholds, evil strongholds as you have your daily quiet time. You have to believe these things. I tell you, you have to believe these things. Having daily quiet time breaks evil strongholds in your life. The next one, next point. A daily quiet time leads to the cutting away of unwanted aspects of our lives and character. When you have daily quiet time, as you continue to have your quiet time on a daily basis, certain unwanted aspects of our lives and character are shed off. Just meditating on the word of God. Just having a daily quiet time. You will not know. Just having a daily quiet time, you realize you are, you are not a jealous type anymore. After having a daily quiet time for some time, you realize that these wicked thoughts that you always had about people, they have left you. This behavior of gossiping, you couldn't stop. Anytime you meet someone, you begin to talk to about a third person, you realize that they are leaving you. You realize you don't have taste for gossiping anymore. Daily quiet time. Believe these things. You see, because you don't have daily quiet time. That is why certain characters, certain behavior, they are still with you. They are still with you. You can sit with a person for 10 minutes without gossiping about another person. But as you continue to have your daily quiet time, daily quiet time, there are some people, when they are there, anyone that passes, they have something to say about them. (laughs) Do you understand? But daily quiet time, it makes you get rid of these characters, this behavior. Some of you have stealing behavior. You steal. Even your own things, you steal them. Your own things. Your own things. You can't stop. But daily quiet time, you realize that you are not a thief anymore. Suddenly. You are not a thief anymore. Look, if you will be honest with yourselves, you realize that as, even as you've been coming to church and been coming to church, certain behaviors have left you. Certain behaviors have left you. You realize that, ah, I'm not like this thing anymore. And certain things you don't like anymore. Yes. Daily quiet time. Certain behaviors will leave. Just coming to church. Daily quiet time. You realize that you, you have come. You, 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 you wouldn't know when they left you. But daily quiet time. It will let certain characters, certain behavior, and wanted aspects of our lives, they will be shed off. Amen. Amen. The next one. A regular quiet time puts a weapon into the hands of the believer. Wow. A regular quiet time. You have no idea weapons that the enemy has ready to devour you. Satan has weapons ready to devour you. Satan knows. Satan knows if the child, you can sit in there outside and still be listening. Please. Daily quiet time, daily quiet time puts a weapon in your hand that destroys Satan. 
You know, Satan is always going to and fro. He's going back and forth and looking for someone who is not having his daily quiet time. He's only looking for someone who does not have a weapon. He will never attack you if you have a weapon. Do you understand? When people are going to war, they don't attack people who have stronger weapons than them. You see, Ghana can never rise up and say, we are going to war with the USA. We will never make that decision. Do you understand? Or, or Haiti. Haiti says, we are going to war with the USA. We don't like their policies. We don't like how, and they are coming to war. They will not. Do you understand? Yeah. But when you realize that your neighbor or the people around you don't have weapons, they are the ones you would attack. Yeah. Ghana can rise up and attack Togo, for instance. <laughs> because they can trash them. No time. Does somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? Yeah. Can trash them. That is what Satan does. He goes to and fro, seeking whom he can devour. If there, he can easily devour everyone, he will not be looking around. He will not be going to and fro. Do you understand? But he's searching the weaker link. That is what he searches for. The next one. Wow. Quiet time delivers Christians and pastors from delusions and deceptions about who they are. It shows us what we are to do to please the Lord when you have a daily quiet time. If you don't have a daily quiet time, you'll be deceived. If you don't have a daily quiet time, you will think you are doing the right thing. It is when you have a daily quiet time that the word of God ministers to you personally. Personally. When you are meditating on the word. You see, when we are here and we are all hearing the word of God, we all get excited and we, when you are meditating on the word of God yourself, personally, God speaks to you. God speaks to you. The excitement is taken out and then reality sets in. Then you realize that certain characters are getting out of you and then you realize you are totally deceived. As you thought you were a Christian going and coming, going and coming, you are deceived. The Bible says in James chapter 1 and verse 22. Let's read that. James chapter 1 and verse 22. You remember Isaiah when he was preaching powerfully until he came face to face with God. Then he realized, I am not what I thought I was. So when you are having one-on-one with the Lord, when you are sitting down with God, then you realize that there are certain behaviors and certain characters about you that you have been deceived about completely. You think you are okay. He says, but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. Deceiving your own selves. You deceive yourselves. Whenever you come to church and you hear the word of God and you go and you don't put it into practice, you are deceiving yourself. And the coming and going as a Christian makes you feel that you are righteous. It makes you feel that you are doing something right. That you come to church on Sunday you come to church on Tuesday, especially if you come to church on Tuesday. And then Friday meetings, you are here. So you see, you realize, you feel so, you, you feel fulfilled. You know, as a Christian, a real serious Christian, a committed Christian, if you don't go to church on weekday, for instance, or even you don't go to church on Sunday, you feel some guilt. You don't feel, you, don't, you feel like you didn't do the right thing this week. But if you go to church on Sunday and you went to church again on Tuesday and there was a prayer meeting on Friday, oh, come Saturday, you feel that you are okay. You have, you, you have fulfilled all righteousness. And you feel okay. But you see, you'll be deceived like that. Oh, do you not see Christians who are with you come to church and they come and gossip with you? Yeah. Have we not preached about gossiping in this church? Have we not preached about backbiting in this church? Have you not preached about disloyalty in this church? Have you not preached about remembrance in this church? But we find Christians who do not remember, who are backbiters, who are gossipers, because you do not do your quiet time. 
I'm telling you. It says, when you are a hearer of the word only, you come and you hear and you are excited and you go, you are deceiving your own selves if you are not doing it. That means anyone who hears the word of God and does not do it, does not put it in practice, you are worse than an infidel. You are deceived yourself. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? That you heard the word of God but you didn't do it. You are worse than. You see, an unbeliever who did not hear the word of God is not deceived. But you who heard and you didn't do it, you are deceiving your... It is the worst thing when, you know, it's okay when someone deceives you. But when you are deceiving yourselves, oh, <laughs> it's the worst thing. But it says deceiving your own self. The next verse, it says, for if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. Do you, you see, the word of God exposes your natural, natural face. The word of God exposes who you really are. The word of God exposes you without the makeup. Do you understand? Without eyebrow extensions. Without the hair do. Because you see, when you are in church, you have yourself all covered up. You know, when I'm preaching about something and it is about you, you also laugh and you shout and you are all covered up. True or not true? Oh, yes. If I say you are a gossiper, you backbite, you are disloyal, you don't remember, we all scream and say, preach, and then we are laughing. But you, you know that the word of God has exposed you. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? The word of God has exposed you, but we join. And then, because we are all looking nice. As we are here, we have the makeup. We have Christian covering nicely. You see, some of you, you, as you are coming to church, look, look, Abner, how your neck is all covered, you know? Look at Khadija, you see, all covered and, but you see, on the outside, when you go home, you are not like this. When you are, when you are going to the nightclub, where there's no church, you are not like this. When you are going to the party, this is not how you dress. Do you understand? Because the, recently I met, um, I met someone in a wedding and as I was talking to the person, my head was down like this, you know. I could not look at the person's face. But you see, you will not dress like that to church. So you are all covered. And so as we are preaching, as the word of God is coming, it's shielded. You, it's, it's, but you see, you know that it is exposing you. Now the Bible says that if any be a hearer of the word, and not a doer that as the word came you just shouted like everyone you joined the crowd and you shouted and you were excited we talk about gossipers and you join everyone who is not a gossiper and you shouted as they were saying tell them you also said tell them <laughs> you say as they were saying ah they should have been here today you also said and you are here you see, you are here, but you also said, ah, they should have been here today. The people who needed to hear this message didn't come today. But you are the chief receiver of the word. So the Bible says, if any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, that person is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass without the makeup. You look at yourself. Your natural face, you see Plainly how you are, without eye extensions, without lipstick, without hair, without... That's the way you are. For he beholdeth himself, he looks at himself, he sees himself, the word of God exposes you, and goeth his way, straightway, forgeteth what manner of man he is. That means you forget that you are a gossiper. You forget that you are a thief. You forget that you are a backbiter. You forget all of these things. And you walk away after you have been exposed. After the word of God has ministered to you and it has shown you exactly who you are, you walk around as if you are not the person. So the Bible says you are like someone who stands in a mirror and look at himself. And you saw your hair. The way your hair was. 
you didn't put your wig on. You didn't do your makeup. You didn't put your lipstick on. And you saw without the makeup how you look. And you saw without the makeup that it was not nice. And then you walk out. Just the way you saw it. You walk out. Forgetting how you saw yourself in the mirror. That is how you are. Forgetting that when I look in the mirror, it was not nice at all. That means when you heard the word, it reveals something about you that is not nice at all. But you walk away forgetting the manner of man who you are. The manner of man. Your hair standing like that. And then you are, you are walking. See, that is the kind of person you are. And so that is what the Bible describes you as someone who hears the word. And beholdeth himself, beholdeth himself, and goeth his way, and straightway forgeteth what manner he was. But then he says, But whoso, this is the other person, whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty, that is the word of God, and continueth therein, that means as you live here, as you are going out, hey, this thing that I've been doing, you know, it's on your mind. It's this thing, this word that came today. Really? You see, you are not saying it to anyone. You are saying it to yourself. This word. I know this is, this is, this is, this is me. This is me. You see, this is the person who is continuing in the word. He says, whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty. You see, this is what quiet time does to you. When you look at your quiet time, you read the scripture, you are supposed to meditate on it. Even as you leave and you are going to work, you're going to school, you are meditating on it. And so, you are continuing in the perfect law of liberty. He being not a forgetful hearer. That means he didn't forget what he heard. He didn't forget the picture that was painted to him or her. He not being a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work. A doer of the work. This is the only person that is described. A person who applies the word of God like this. This is the person that he says, this man shall be blessed in his deed. In his deed. Do you understand what I'm sharing with you? In his deed. So as you are leaving your house that day, just because you meditate on the word of God, and you are continuing in it and you are reflecting on it and you are allowing it to speak to you and you, as you are going, you are even making changes in your own heart. I, Lord, help me. I don't want to do this thing anymore. You have not changed. You have not, you have not suddenly become gossiper-free. Is it? You are not a gossip. You are still a gossiper. But you are meditating in your heart. You are still a thief. You are meditating, this stealing, it has to stop. It must go. And you are meditating on that. Just that alone, the Bible says, this person, this man shall be blessed in his deed. That means that day when you go to work, whatever deed you do, you'll be blessed in it. You'll be blessed in your deed. This person. Benefits, effects of daily quiet time. Amen. Somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? You'll be blessed in your deed. Hallelujah. The next one. Did we share another one? Was it the last one? Oh, wonderful. Okay, we can continue. Daily quiet time, number eight. Is that number eight? A daily quiet time will give great spiritual growth. Daily quiet time will give great spiritual growth. Growth. A daily quiet time will give great spiritual growth. It says a daily quiet time exposes you regularly to spiritual food. You get spiritual food. The word of God is milk for your soul, according to First Peter two two. It is bread for the hungry. Matthew four four, and it is meat for the man. Hebrew 5.12. Meat for men. Growing men. That's the word of God. It is meat for the men. And it's sweet honey for dessert. That is the word of God. Wow. It is a whole meal. Complete meal. And if you 
take in this meal on a daily basis, you grow spiritually. You grow spiritually. You become a spiritual giant. Becoming a spiritual giant does not come overnight. It is being fed on a daily basis. Being fed the word of God. Being fed the the word of God on a daily basis, you realize that you are becoming a spiritual giant. You are growing. Hallelujah. But you see, these days we have a lot of people who are spiritual babies. Christians who are spiritual babies. Because most Christians look to what their pastor will share with them. Most Christians, the word that you hear, the whole of the word that you hear is what your pastor shares with you. And one of the evidence that you can tell to yourself is that when you come to church, the last scripture that we read, it will be that page when the next time we meet again in your Bible. True or not true? Please, don't deceive yourself. Deceiving your own selves. True or not true? Yeah. The last page of your Bible, when we say, let's turn to Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 12, if that is the last one we read at the end of the service, next Sunday by the grace of God, or Friday when we meet here, and you open your Bible, it will be Hebrews chapter 5 verse 12. That is the evidence that you are not reading. You are not reading your Bible. I'm telling you. That is the evidence that you are not reading your Bible. Amen. You depend only on your pastor's sermon. You depend on what your pastor will share with you. And you think that all answers should come from a pastor. But God is expecting that you will have your daily quiet time with him. So he can speak to you. He can speak to you. Amen. Amen. It says, a spiritual x-ray of a large charismatic church will reveal tiny undeveloped Christians who shout Christian slogans and cliches and hail their pastors as though they are pop stars or soccer heroes. It is no wonder that Christians today are far cry from what it used to be. Wow. It's a shame. Christians today do not develop. Christians today do not care about reading the Bible, care about meditating on the scriptures. If you come to church and you hear the word, that is all. So if you don't happen to attend a church like this where we read the scriptures and we explain the scriptures, you will not know any scriptures. You will not know any, any word in the Bible. You will not know. But God expects that we will grow spiritually. Hallelujah. God expects that we will not, God does not expect us to depend half an hour of sermon on Sunday to feed you, to make you grow spiritually. You need it on a daily basis. Hallelujah. The next one, daily quiet time brings inner healing. Daily quiet time brings what? Inner healing. Psalm 107 verse 20. This is inner healing. Healing that is inside. Inner. Psalm 107 verse 20 says, He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. He sent his word, the word of God. The word of God, it heals. It brings healing inwardly. Inner healing. You know, there are certain problems in life that um, you don't even want to share with people. Because, you see, they will not even understand you. There are certain problems or certain issues that you have you can't share with people. They can't understand you. You understand what I'm sharing with you? Certain disappointments that you have faced in life. You know, certain pain in your heart. You know, you are the only one that you know how it is. You can't even share with people. You can't, you can't discuss it with people. Because sometimes even when you open your mouth to talk about it, they think you are being too much. They think it's enough. Do you understand? There are certain things, they are inward. It needs inner healing. Does somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? You are the only one that knows how it feels. 
You are the only one because people don't understand the way you feel. People don't understand how it feels. Sometimes they say, ah, how long should it go on? You should let go. It's been too many years already. Do you see? So, and naturally, it feels like you should let go and you shouldn't complain about it anymore. But you are feeling some inner pain. Inner pain. Amen. Sometimes you have been molested by some people in life and you feel some inner pain. Inwardly. And people think, ah, how many years ago was this? And you should let go. It's not like that. It's not that easy. It's not that easy. And people expect that you should let go. Because they don't understand you. But as you meditate on the word of God. I say, as you meditate on the word of God. When you are having your quiet time. When you are one-on-one with the Lord. When you are the one who understands what no one else understands. The one who sees what is in you that no one else can see. The one who sees that beyond the time, though many years have passed, he understands exactly how you feel. When you meditate on his word, he says he sent his word and healed you all this inner pain, all this inner disappointment, things so private, things that you cannot share with others. Quiet time heals you from them. Having a quiet time heals you from inner pain. Disappointments. Says he sent forth his word and healed all your inner pain. Psalm 147 verse 3. Psalm 147 verse 3. Psalm 147. I don't know how it does something with John 1. 1. But Psalm 147 and verse 3. It says, He healed the broken in heart and binded up their wounds. Wow. Through his word. The broken in heart. People have disappointed you. You are embarrassed even to talk about it now. Do you understand? You are embarrassed. Sometimes people who disappointed you in life, you have moved further in life Say, for instance, someone promised to marry you. The person didn't marry you. The person disappointed you. You have found another one and you have married. But you see, that pain, sometimes, is still there. And even that does not even allow you to freely enjoy this new relationship. You need inner healing. With your quiet time, with your quiet time, you will receive healing. Amen. Amen. I say you receive healing when you are having your quiet time. See, the Lord is speaking to you, speaking to you, speaking to you. You will not know. You will not know when the pain leaves you. You will not know. Just as you have in your quiet time, just as you meditate on the word of God, it heals. I said it heals. The word of God has a way of healing us of our pain and wounds. God will touch you where it hurts if you allow him. And he will heal you of every situation in your life. The word of God has solution to every situation in your life. Hallelujah. Spiritual, emotional, psychological, difficult issues. You know, these are some of the most difficult issues for man to deal with. Difficult issues. That is why it's sometimes so chronic. You cannot have a solution to eradicate it. But the word of God, when you meditate on the word of God, you see that depression, it can only be controlled. You are taking medicine to control it. It never goes away. But the word of God can remove it. I say the word of God can remove it. You realize that you are no more depressed as you are doing your quiet time, daily quiet time, certain psychological problems. It is gone. Amen. I tell you, the word of God is powerful. I say the word of God is powerful. Number 10, a daily quiet time brings healing to the body. Amen. Daily quiet time brings healing to the body, the physical. Wow. Daily quiet time brings healing to the body. Amen. Amen. Wow. It's Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 20. He says, my son, attend to my words. 
Incline thy ear unto my saying. My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine height. Keep them within your heart. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. That is when you keep them in the midst of your heart. When you let it not depart from your eyes. When you meditate on the word of God. It says they are health to all their flesh. Wow. The word of God. It gives life. Unto those that find them. The ones who find their Bibles in the morning. To meditate on the word of God. The word of God gives them life. The word of God can guarantee that you will go and come back home. Wow. It gives life. It says, it is health to all their flesh. Health. Another script, another version says, medicine to all their flesh. It is medicine to all their flesh. The Hebrew word for health is mape, which means medicine. So, it is health to all their flesh means it is medicine to all their flesh. Or it is mapping to all their flesh. The word of God. When you are meditating on it daily, when you are meditating on it daily, a broken joint, you see that you don't know when the pain goes away. The word of God. Chronic abdominal pain, always you wake up in the morning with abdominal pain, the word of God. Suddenly you say, I don't have that pain anymore. I don't have that pain anymore. I have known people, they are in the church and they say, they, they've been having this headache all their lives. All their lives, every day. They've been having this headache. They are not able to even do anything. This person, she goes to doctors because of the chronic headache, bad headache. She cannot go to school. She can't sustain a job because of this headache. And it's going on for a long time. Just as you subject your life to the word of God. Just subject this to the word of God. She doesn't even know when the headache left. It's gone. It's gone. Yes, it's gone. The word of God. The word of God. Now she has, she's going to school. She has a job. I don't know for how long. Yes. The word of God. It brings medicine to your health. Medicine to the flesh. Hallelujah. Medicine to the flesh. Amen. You see, God's word actually brings healing to the physical bodies. It brings healing. When you read the word of God, as you are reading the word of God, you are bringing healing to yourself. I'm telling you. You have to believe it. You have to believe. You see, if we don't believe the word of God, then there's no, time, there's no point in doing what we are doing. But you have to believe this, that as you read the word of God, it is bringing healing. They have told you you have a fibroid. They have told you you have a mass. They have a, ma- a lump in your breast. They have told you you have this in here. You believe in the word of God that as you are meditating on your word every morning, you are reading the Bible every morning, it is bringing healing. Healing. Hallelujah. You, you have to believe these things. The Bible says they are life and health to the flesh. Flesh means physical body. It is medicine to the physical body. Amen. Amen. You know, there is something that um, is written here from Reader's Digest in this book. And I want us to look at it. It says, this is from the Reader's Digest. It says, the notion that religious faith can promote physical well-being is not new. Are you listening? I want you to listen very carefully. It says the notion that religious faith can promote physical well-being is not new. Most of us have heard of cases in which someone, this is a doctor that is writing. He said most of us have heard of cases. Cases means 
patients, patient situations. Most of us have heard of cases in which someone seemingly by sheer faith and will has miraculously recovered from a terminal illness or survived far longer than doctors thought possible or thought impossible. What is new is that such rewards of religion are becoming the staff of science now. This is becoming the staff of science that is being studied. This is a quote from Dr. Matthew Dale. He said, we cannot prove scientifically that God heals. We can't prove it. But I believe we can prove that belief in God has a beneficial effect. Wow. This is Dr. Matthew, Matthew Dale A. Matthew, Associate Professor of Medicine at Georgetown University Medical Center in Washington, D.C. He says, there is little doubt that healthy religious faith and practices can help people get better. There is little doubt. Now listen to this compelling evidence. He says, more than 30 studies, more than 30, three zero, not one, more than 30 studies have found a connection between spiritual or religious commitment and longer life among most, um, longer life. And among some of these, you see, these are 30 studies. They have found out that there is a connection between spiritual or religious commitment. We are talking about commitment here. Spiritual or religious commitment. Doing your quiet time is a commitment. Do you understand? It's a spiritual commitment. And he said there is a connection between spiritual or religious commitment and longer life. And here are some of the compelling evidence. He says there was a survey of 5,286 Californians. This is a large study. Do you understand? In scientific studies, when they do scientific studies, sometimes there's a thousand, there is a 500, 300 cases. This is 5,286 Californians found that church members, church members have lower death rates than non-members. Oh, it's a good place to clap for Jesus. Yes. It says church members among 5,286 people that they studied, they realized that church members have lower death rates. That means church members live longer. They don't die like that. They don't die by heart. Amen. Amen. Church members have lower death rates than non-church members. That is regardless of risk factors. Do you understand? Regardless of risk factors such as smoking. Even church members who are smoking... That they are trying to stop. What a shock. <laughs> Is it regardless of <laughs> risk factors such as smoking and drinking, obesity and inactivity, that we take two people, one is a, a, a committed church member and another one is not a committed church member. This one is drinking and smoking. This one is also drinking and smoking. This one is obese. The church member is also obese. The one who is not a church member will die before the church member. And the only factor, the only difference is that this one is a church member, this one is not a church member. That means them doing the same things. Lifestyle. You come here, we have preached about alcohol, you have not stopped. By the grace of God, maybe you have stopped, you have cut down from every night to maybe weekends only. It's a benefit. The church is a benefit. He says, regardless of risk factor, this one would die sooner than this one. Giving the same risk factors. The only difference between the two of them is that this one is a committed church member. He comes to church every Sunday. But this one does not come to church. He will die sooner than this one. Wow. 
Oh, yes. It's powerful. You see, you may not know, but when we are encouraging you to become a member of the church, to become committed, you don't know that we are, we are doing you a favor by making you live longer. We are extending your life. Francis, that I encourage you to be committed member, I'm extending your life. You will live longer than your classmates who don't go to church. You will live longer than them. I'm telling you. You live longer life. The same risk factors. <laughs> Amen. So you realize that you, are, you, you, you by far have more benefits being a member of a church than not being a member of the church. You have more benefits. Yes. Even the wisdom of God alone that are impacted into your life. You have benefits. The wisdom of God alone that is impacted into your life. The wisdom that you receive just being a member of the church. Wow. And you receive wisdom. Oh yes. You receive wisdom. Amen. You receive wisdom. There are certain mistakes that you will not make. There are certain mistakes that you as a member of the church will not make because of what you have heard in the church. Because of what you have been taught in the church. All for free. Free. Free, but you are receiving benefits. Free. Precious wisdom of God. Precious wisdom of God. Why would you not live longer than someone who does not have bereft of this type of wisdom? You will live longer. You will live longer. I'm telling you, you will live longer than that person. You see, if you are a member of the church, you are two people that begin life, you are two friends. You drink the same amount. And then you decide to join the church. And this one decides not to join it. Your drinking will go down. You who is a member of the church, your drinking will go down. I say your drinking will go down. You cannot sit here and be doing the same amount of drink. Like We will take you like that. Weekends alone for now, we will take you like that. At least it's better than the daily one. Every night before you sleep, you have to take a shot. But you will live longer than this person who is drinking every night. Oh, yes. Yes. Oh, yes. You see, you may not know, but a lot of wisdom is being imparted into your life. A lot of wisdom. You may not know. A lot of wisdom. I've not even begun to talk about heaven. I'm not even talking about the benefits of going to heaven. I'm talking about here, right here on earth. Benefits. 5,286 Californians. It says, those with a religious commitment had fewer symptoms or had better health. They had better health outcomes in seven out of eight cancer studies. Seven out of eight cancer studies, those who are church members, committed church members, they had better outcomes, fewer symptoms than the other ones out of eight studies. Not one study. It says four out of six studies about heart diseases, they realized that they, the church members, committed church members, had better outcome than those who are not church members in a study of heart diseases. And then four out of five general health studies, general health, like general health. You don't go to gym. I also don't go to gym. You don't walk. I also don't walk. You don't eat well. You, you eat fufu and banku. I also eat fufu and banku. You don't eat salad. I also don't eat salad. We have the same lifestyle. I am The only difference between us is that I belong to the church. You don't go to church. I will live longer than you. According to the studies. This is a study that is done right here among, among, among 5,286. Yeah where they don't believe in God. He says, people with a strong religious commitment seem to be less prone to depression, suicide, alcoholism, 
and other addictions according to one research analysis wow it's amazing oh you see you think it's troubling be committed be here do this you think we are troubling you it's healing i said it's healing it's healing some of you you still drink you drink you still drink alcohol but not like before be honest not like before oh i know that you still drink you know there is nothing that happens here that don't think i don't know i know i know all of you who drink i know the ones who drink once in a while i know you See, as you are sitting here, say, Rev, I do this in my bedroom. How do you know? That's what you are saying. You wonder how I know. I know. <laughs> you, you tell me it's not true. Lift up your hands and say that it's not true. You drink. Oh, yeah. But at least the police don't stop you every weekend that they used to. Driving under the influence of alcohol. It's not like before. By the grace of God. Just because you belong to the church. The way they stop one person who is always not, not a church member. The way they stop him for drunking, drunk driving. It's not the same as you. Because you, you have cut down. You have cut down. Before it was every Saturday. Every Saturday they have to bail you. They have to come and take you from the police station. True or not true? Why are you looking at me like I'm preaching? One thing that is with me, I don't preach some abstract. By the grace of God, you still have your driver's license. If it wasn't for the church, your driver's license should have been gone by now. I said, if it wasn't for the church, you would not be holding your driver's license. You would have been suspended from driving. You see, now you don't know the benefits that you are receiving from the church. You don't know the benefits of the fact that the, because of the church, your drinking has gone down such that you still have a driver's license which is not suspended. Look at someone whose driver's license is suspended. You walk everywhere you have to go. <laughs> Look, people cannot take certain jobs because of their driver's license. Benefits. Meditating on the word of God. Meditating on the word of God. You still have your driver's license and the only difference is that you belong to the church. Now you can control how much you take in. Amen. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? You know, you may not know the benefits that you have from just hearing the word of God. Just hearing the word of God. Benefits. Benefits. You know, some of you wives, when your husband travels, you have peace. You are not worried about anything. Nothing bothers you. You know? You don't care wherever he goes, two, three weeks, nothing bothers you. Because of the church. I said because of the church. Because of the church. Because there are certain women. You see, I'm talking about 5,800 and something of people, Californians, that they have studied. There are certain women, when their husband travel, they develop high blood pressure. Do you understand? Their stress level goes up. And it raises their catabolism and their metabolic profile. Their cholesterol starts going up. They start eating abnormally. Just because your husband has traveled. You may not know the benefits of the church, but I'm preaching to you. Amen. Some of you who are from certain places whose name begins with a G. You know, your husband travels for three, two weeks. You can't sleep at night. You can't sleep at night. You can't sleep. All kinds of dreams. All kinds of imaginations and your heartbeat is always like 130 it's not healthy that is why people who belong to the church they live longer than people who do not belong to the church yes 
because as your husband has gone, your, your heart rate is still 65, 70. He can stay there for a month. Nothing but this, you are not trouble. Because there's a certain country whose name begins with a G. Even as we are just local airplane, we are about to board the local airplane, and they say, can I see your ID? And then you take your wallet, and then you take your ID, and then and the women around, they see that you are holding New York State driver's license. Hey! Immediately in the airplane, they want to change their seats. They want to sit with you. Right away. They want to sit with you. You see, you may not know. You may not know the benefits of the church. So your husbands have traveled. Women are throwing themselves at them. Just for their driver's license that they are holding. Just for their driver's license. Meanwhile, they are unemployed here. The wife bought them tickets. Just go and see your mother's funeral and come back. And you just driver's license. Women are throwing themselves at them. Or maybe the driver's license is suspended. <laughs> they don't know. Suspended license. But people seeing it, they're just throwing themselves at them. But you are here and you don't care because of the church. And your heart rate is 60. You will live long. I say you will live long. The church. Being a member of the church. So when we say, do not be equally yoked together with unbelievers, you have no idea the benefits. The benefit that your, your, your husband is a Christian and committed to the church. Hearing the same thing that you hear. Afraid to look at another woman when you are not there. Afraid. Nobody is there. But he has done his quiet time. And there is a spirit that is watching at him for you. And you have the peace of mind. You sleep and you are snoring. You sleep and you are dreaming. You have peace. You have no idea the benefits. The benefits. Look, even if we take heaven, if we are not including heaven, the church gives you a lot of benefits. A lot of benefits. Is somebody understand what I'm sharing with you? See, people with strong religious commitment seem to be less prone to depression. Why? Because you are at peace. You sleep. Sometimes you have heaviness. You come to church. You see, many people at your, at your job, your colleagues who had hard time at work just like you did, they finish the day. They are gone home with their problems. Look at you. Receiving wisdom. Receiving relief. The word of God is coming to you. It's taking away depression. Yes. You go home refreshed, ready for the next day. Your colleague is coming back with a stress level to the wazoo. And she will die sooner than you because of that. She will die sooner than you. Same problems. Same problems. You all go to the same place to buy food across the street during the lunch. You eat the same things. Not that you practice some healthy, you know, lifestyle, and so on and so forth. You have no idea. You know, sometimes the way you will know is talk to some of your unbeliever friends. Talk to your unbeliever and know their problems. And realize that their problems, they are not the same problem that you have. They don't have the same problems you have. Is somebody understanding what I'm sharing with you? Your problems are completely different. Their problems, nothing comes. Your problem, oh, he doesn't help me with the dishes. Problems, that's your problem. Oh, he doesn't help me with the children. Talk to your unbeliever friends. Reverend, he doesn't help me with the children. He doesn't help me with the dishes. These are your, he doesn't help, he doesn't fold the laundry. You, that's your problem. He leaves his socks around the house. Talk to your unbeliever friends and you know real problems. You say, is this a problem? Your husband is home with you every night. The only thing he does is he leaves his socks in the bedroom on the floor. That is your problem? Change my husband for your husband. I will take, let's exchange. I will exchange. I will exchange your husband any day. That he doesn't buy me birthday cards. You know, last 
Christmas, he forgot last my birthday, he forgot Reverend. He only people call me about my birthday even before he wasn't the first person that called. That's your problem. You have no idea. Benefits. Church benefits. Church benefits. It's so much that I want to share with you. But our time is up. So, by the grace of God, we will continue. Benefits. Clap for you. Clap for Jesus. Clap your hands for Jesus. Clap your hands for Jesus. Church benefits. 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 As you are going and as you are coming, like that. Meditating on the word. Health. Peace. You sleep and you're snoring. Grace of God. You have issues, but you have someone that you can lay your burdens to. Yes. Oh Lord, we thank you. We are grateful. We are grateful to you, Lord. We need you. We are grateful. We are grateful. We are grateful. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Jesus. We pray. We glorify your name. We give you honor. We adore you. We exalt you. Lord, we thank you for what you have shared with us this afternoon. We thank you, Lord, for teaching us. We thank you, Lord. Oh, Jesus. Come in your own special way. Glorify your name, Jesus. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit. Father, for placing us in a church like this, where your word is taught. But Lord, help us that this will not be our food only. But we will have the ability to meditate on your word daily, to be fed by your word daily, that we shall have. A one-on-one hearing from you, Lord. Help us, Jesus. Help us, Lord. Help us, Jesus. To be committed to the church that you have given us. Help us to be committed. To be committed church members. Committed Christians. Christians who are committed to hearing the word of God on a regular and a daily basis. We thank you, Jesus. In your strength and your power, come in your own special way. Father, we are thankful and grateful tonight for your word. We thank you, Lord, for teaching us. We thank you, Father, for placing us in a church like this where we hear and understand your word. Lord, we thank you. Let us not be the hearers of the word only. But Lord, we pray for the grace to be doers of your word. For you say, if any be a hearer and not a doer, he is likened to a man who beholdeth his face, his natural face in a mirror and walketh away forgetting the kind of man that he is. But Lord, we make a decision tonight that we will be like them who look into the perfect law of liberty. We shall be like those who continue in the word. We will never be forgetful hearers, but we will be doers of your word. For your word says, such a person is blessed in his deed. We thank you, Lord, we glorify your name. We thank you, Father. We thank you for your spirit, that great teacher. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. With all eyes closed, every head bow, I want to give you the opportunity. You are here tonight. You are not born again, but you want to give your life to Christ. You want to welcome Jesus Christ into your life. If that is you, just lift up your hand, your right hand, and I'll pray with you. You say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. If there's anyone here like that, lift up your hand and I'll pray with you. Father, we thank you. We glorify your name. We thank you, Lord, for the gift of salvation. We thank you, Father. May you always give us that grace, the ability, 
the awareness of walking with you. Lord, may we never depart from the walk with you, but may we draw closer and closer to you. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Clap your hands for Jesus. We hope you have been blessed immensely by this message. Join us at 1734 Williamsbridge Road in the Bronx on Sunday afternoons and Tuesday evenings. For copies of this and other messages, contact us via email at lci.bronx at gmail.com.